Canto Three, Chapter Nineteen. The Killing of the Demon Hiranyaksha. Maitreya said, Hearing Brahma's sincere, nectarine words, made the Lord heartily laugh as he accepted them with a glance laden with love. Then, jumping up, the Lord, being born from Brahma's nostril, with his mace struck the demoniac enemy fearlessly moving before him sideways on the chin. But that blow was stopped by Hiranyaksha's mace in such a way that the Lord's mace miraculously slipped from his hands, falling down, whirling with an astonishing glow. Even though Hiranyaksha thus was offered an excellent opportunity, he did not attack out of respect for the combat code that one does not attack someone who has no weapon. This excited the Lord. As his mace fell, a cry of fear arose among the bystanders, but the confrontation with Hiranyaksha's righteousness made the all-powerful Lord think of his Sudarshana chakra. Playing with the vile son of Diti, this greatest of his associates, he rotated his discus and met with various expressions of disbelief from those who, unaware of all his powers, crowded the sky and said, We wish you all the best. Please kill him. The Daicha, upon seeing him whose eyes were like the petals of lotus flowers, standing armed with his disc before him, prepared and looking at him, was in his senses overpowered by indignation, and, hissing like a serpent, he bit his lips in great resentment. With his fearful huge teeth and staring eyes burning like fire, he then attacked him with his club, saying, And thus you are slain, and hurled it at the Lord. Even though that maze had the force of a tempest, O seeker of truth, it was by the Supreme Lord of Sacrifices, who had assumed the form of a boar, before the eyes of his enemy, playfully knocked down with his left leg. He thereupon said, Pick it up and try again, if you are so eager to win. The thus challenged Hiranyaksha, then roared loudly and stroke again. The Lord, seeing the mace flying towards him, stood firm and caught it as easily as Garuda would seize a serpent. As his bravery was thus frustrated, the great demon, with his pride shattered, humiliated, refused to take back the mace the Lord offered him. He instead took up a trident and, flaming like fire, ravenously went against the Varaha appearance of the Lord of Sacrifice like someone who with evil intentions goes against a Brahmin. The shiny trident that was hurled by the mightiest among the Daityas with all his strength, in his flight shone all the brighter, but was like Garuda's wing being clipped off by Indra, cut to pieces by the sharp rim of the chakra. When he saw his trident cut to pieces by the disc of the Lord, he infuriated, came roaring forward, and stroked the broad and Srivatsa-marked chest of the Lord, the abode of the goddess, hard with his fist. 
Thereafter, the demon disappeared from sight. Thus, struck by him, O Vidura, the Supreme Lord, in his first incarnation as a boar, was not in the least shaken. He was not more affected than an elephant hit with a bunch of flowers. The people, however, now saw the Lord of the Internal Potency being sieged with an array of tricks, and they fearfully thought that the end of the world was at hand. Fierce winds were blowing, and in all directions darkness spread because of the dust, while stones came down as if an entire army was engaged. The luminaries in the sky disappeared behind masses of clouds from which it thundered and lightened with a constant downpour of pus, hair, blood, stool, urine and bones. O sinless one, from the mountains all kinds of weapons were discharged and naked demonesses with their hair hanging loose were seen who were armed with tridents. Many savage devils and demons on foot horseback on chariots and elephants appeared, who shouted cruel words of murder. Following this display of magical power by the demon, the beloved enjoyer of the three sacrifices of hearing, goods and breath, desiring an end to it all, cast the weapon of his most excellent presence, the Sudarshana Chakra. That very moment, all of a sudden, a shudder ran through the heart of Diti, the mother of the demon, whereupon, with her remembering the words of her husband, Kashapa, blood flowed from her breasts. With his magic forces, being dispelled by the launched chakra, the demon reappeared before the Supreme Lord, and, full of rage, embraced him in order to crush him, but he found the Lord outside of his grip. Hiranyaksha struck Lord Adakshaja, he beyond the control of the senses, with his fist as hard as a thunderbolt, but was hit by him just below his ear, just like the Lord of the Marats Indra did with the demon Vritra. Even though the invincible Lord slapped him in a casual manner, the demon's body wheeled around with his eyes bulged out of their sockets, whereupon he with his arms and legs, lifeless and his hair scattered, fell down like a gigantic tree uprooted by the wind. The self-born one, Brahma, and others who saw him lying on the ground with his glow still unfaded and his teeth through his lip, said, approaching in admiration, Ah, oh, who indeed could meet his final destination like this? He upon whom the yogis, absorbed in the union of their consciousness, in seclusion meditate in seeking liberation from the unreal material body, struck with one of his legs him, the sun, the crest jewel of the Daityas, who left behind his body gazing at his countenance. Both the personal assistants of the Lord have been cursed to be born again in godless families for a couple of lives. Thereafter they will return to their positions. The demigod said, All obeisances to you, O enjoyer of all sacrifices, who, for the sake of maintaining this world, assumed a form of pure goodness. To our good fortune, you have slain this one who was wreaking havoc in all the worlds. With devotion to your feet, 
we are now at ease. Shri Maitreya said, After this, having killed the so very powerful Hiranyaksha, the Lord, the source of the Boar Incarnation, was praised by the one seated on the lotus and the other gods, whereupon he returned to his abode, where his glory is celebrated continuously. To you, dear friend, I explained, as it was told to me, how the Supreme Lord, by descending in a material form, put an end to the activities of the so very powerful Hiranyaksha, who in a great fight was killed like a plaything. Sutta said, After Vidura, the great devotee, thus from the son of Kusharu, Maitreya, had heard about the story of the fortunate one, he achieved the highest bliss, O Brahmin. Considering the joy one derives from hearing stories about virtuous souls of name and fame, what a joy would one not derive from listening to a story about him with a Srivatsa mark on his chest? When the king of the elephants Gajendra was attacked by an alligator, he meditated on the lotus feet while his wives were crying, and was thus quickly delivered from the danger. Who would not take shelter of him who is so easy to worship for men who are honest and sincere? Which grateful soul would not render service to the one who is impossible to worship for those who are not virtuous and straight? He who hears, chants and takes pleasure in this wonderful pastime of the Supreme One, who as a boar raised the earth out of the ocean and killed Hiranyaksha, will immediately be freed from the consequences of his sins, even if he killed a Brahmin, O twice-born soul. This narrative is most edifying, is very sacred, brings wealth, fame, longevity, and will provide all that one needs. Whoever listens to it will therefrom, on the battlefield, find his life force and senses strengthened, and at the end of his life obtain the shelter of Lord Narayana, dear Shaunaka. Jai Jagadish Hare 